In this episode, there are references to sexual, mental, and or physical abuse and could trigger some listeners. Please switch off now if you think this episode could be upsetting. The conversations on this podcast are between the host and the guest and are not directed at any member of the general public. The information is for your listening pleasure, but is not offering you any personal advice. If you have heard something that you feel may be relevant to yourself, please visit your medical practitioner or mental health provider. Hello, it's Daniel from Life Changes You, and you've been listening this season, season three. I'll be back for season four, beginning of October. I'm just going to take a six-week break. I hope you've enjoyed this season. I've had uh, Bob Dorff. He spoke about the law of attraction and uh, rewiring your brain, and he was also a contributor to the book The Secret. Also had Dave from Big Brother, who was a contestant in this year's Big Brother. He talked about his project where he... Uh, helps uh, youth uh, do different things in their life rather than think about suicide or uh, getting depressed. Uh, They do a lot of things as an outreach program. So go back and listen to that one. Also, Chad Nelson was on. He's a regular and uh, he was great to have on board as well. So I hope you enjoyed this season. Uh, I look forward to your emails, to your messages. Remember, you can follow me pretty much everywhere. I have a YouTube channel now. And uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at life underscore changes you underscore podcast. Loads of positive updates daily and weekly lives with people from around the world talking about mental health and positivity. So until next season back in October, um, I wish you all a happy few weeks and hope that you enjoy this episode, which is Nicholas from Muscle Pro. Hello, welcome back to uh, Life Changes You. I nearly forgot what the title was then. My name's Dan and uh, we've had a really good season this season. But uh, this person that we're going to talk to now, I've been, well, we've been messaging back and forth, I reckon, for probably about a month, two months, trying to set up a time that we could chat. And his name is Nicholas Murray and he's from Mind Muscle Pro, which some of my followers have probably have already seen him on Instagram. So uh, ha- hello, Nicholas. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. And whereabouts in America are you? Or are you in Canada? I'm in Tampa, Florida. That's right. Tampa, Florida. It's really, is it sunny there now? Um, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's nighttime now. Just, just sun just went down, but pretty much all year round, man. You're just, uh, the sunshine state is <laughs> wow. very fitting. It's, wow, that's um, beautiful. Yeah, always summer. Always summer. Wow, that would be good. I mean, look, I live in Australia where when we first moved here when I was 11, we thought it was always sunny, but in the winter it's like minus two, which is pretty cold. So do you want to tell me a little bit about Mind Muscle Pro and how you came to put this together? Absolutely. Mind Muscle Pro is something that it's been a project that I've been thinking about for years and it just kind of came to life just a, a little less than a year ago. But it started with my own journey and struggle with with my mental health. I had right. um, several several years of some pretty major depression and some suicide attempts, and I, I really got no relief from medications or therapy. And I honestly kind of stumbled upon my therapy by accident. My therapy that worked, I should say. 
Yeah. And that's that I had a buddy ask me to go to the gym and I kept going for a while. And really, I just went for vanity purposes initially. And yeah. it turned into something that helped me way more inside than it did outside. So basically, the project is dedicated to finding other people that have found a way to combat their depression or anxiety or low self-esteem through different activities in introducing those activities to people that may not have found a solution for their struggles yet. So it's, you know, through art, through music, through yoga, you know, you name it. If people have found some happiness through something, we want to show that to people that maybe haven't and give them another option because medication works great for some people. Therapy works great for some people. For some people, it's a combination. For myself and many people, they can't figure that out. I couldn't when I was younger. And when I did, it was a beautiful thing. And I, I've had a, an amazing life because of it. So that's the gist of it. Right. So you combated your uh, mental health issues by doing exercise and uh, I guess focusing on yourself and your well-being. Absolutely. And it, it was that simple. It was lifting heavy things and putting them down. And since then, I've added a whole bunch of different things, meditation. You know, I, I go to a therapist as well and other things. But that really was the spark that changed my life is, is just going into a gym and making it a consistent habit in my life. I'm very, very thankful for that. And I think with a lot of people with mental health issues, there are things like consistency because I know with counselling, you can have people come and visit you and you give them some homework to do and they're either rushing through it the night before they're coming back for another appointment or they come in and say, oh, look, I haven't had time to do it. And it's about actually setting yourself goals of what to work to, isn't it? And once you have some sort of structure, it makes things a lot easier to deal with. I know when I'm having a really busy week, I'm just running by the seat of my pants, just doing whatever I need to do. And when I've got my week organized better, then I have a lot more calmer week and a lot less anxiety. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I, I think it's weird with mental health. It, it needs, people need to make it a priority. And you talk about giving somebody an assignment now, I'll, I'll get to it later. This is the most important assignment in your life is taking care of you. And for me as well, man, what works well for me is having an organized schedule in life. And it, it helps me tremendously. If I go to the gym at 7am, I uh, meditate at 9am, you know, having some regiment and doing it in a consistent manner has helped me tremendously. And some people don't want to, you know, commit to things or prioritize things. And it's like, if you, if you really want to, you know, get through your struggles and feel good about life, you have to make a commitment to yourself and, and make that a priority. Yeah, definitely. Because coming through COVID, I think people are thinking more about their mental health and what a priority it is and how they interact with other people. And I think before that, a lot more people were more fluid and more spontaneous at what they did. And when you've got a lot of things on and your anxiety keeps building and building, people don't realize that you need to sometimes take some time out, like you're saying, some meditation. It might even be just a walk along the beach. I know mental health issues have gone up since COVID, but there are a lot of people who actually turned their whole life around and started, you know, doing those walks every day and doing things. Absolutely. 
because we got locked down for lack of, lack of better words, like a lot of the world. And I was out of work for the first time. And, it, you know, for, for that kind of time, yeah. for I think four months. And for me, it, it became this beautiful thing because I really got to sit down and reflect on my life. And I did have some guilt about it, though. And I shouldn't have, but I, you know, I had a lot of people, I knew a lot of people that were struggling with the isolation and yeah. it was really detrimental for a lot of people's mental health. And it, it caused some issues for some people that didn't have it before either because they'd oh, yeah. never been isolated like that. But for myself, it was really this beautiful beautiful thing. It, it, I, I really figured out what I want to do with my life. And it's the reason that the, my project exists. And it's the reason it was created because I had time to sit down, prioritize myself completely without distraction. And, you know, I immediately came to the conclusion that the thing that was missing from my life was that I, I needed to talk about some of my history because I've been lucky. You know, there's there's a lot of people that struggled with depression when they were young and it, it stayed with them forever or that, you know, attempted suicide and, and, you know, are no longer with us. So feeling that and feeling so blessed again, it was weird to have such happiness during this this awful thing going on. But it helped me tremendously. And I know a few other people that it that it did as well. You know, there's some silver linings in the, the whole uh, mess. Yeah, there are a lot. And I mean, from my point of view, the business that I run uh, with a friend of mine, we were just starting out the business. Now with COVID, we were allowed to take people with an intellectual disability and or mental health. So because of the mental health, we were allowed to stay open and a lot of other places weren't. So we got a lot of people in that had nowhere else to go. And those, a lot of those participants have actually stayed with us because once they got here, they liked it. They didn't want to go back to their other place. So for me, it was a blessing, COVID. Not in all ways, like I didn't like going home and having to stay indoors. And I don't think you had a curfew like we had here, but, but by eight o'clock at night, you weren't allowed out until five o'clock in the morning. So it was almost like you were naughty children. You had to stay in your house all night. And it was really bizarre because you'd go and sit on the front doorstep and you couldn't hear a sound outside because there was no cars, no trains, no trams, nothing. It was just dead silent. But, yeah, there are there were some of my friends who really flourished and, and found themselves and found things that they could do during uh, COVID that they'd never tried or they might have changed a job. But then on the other side, there's all those people who married couples or couples who have lived long term together found that actually having to spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week with this person wasn't their ideal situation. You know, to catch up at nighttime, catch up on weekends and do some fun stuff great. But when you actually have to sit in the same apartment or house with that person and look, a friend of mine's a psychologist and she has three kids from about the age of three to 11, I think, and a husband. And she said that her sitting at home doing a Zoom psychology appointments, plus having the three kids and her husband at home, she said it drove her nuts and she's a psychologist. So, you know, I can see all aspects of how it worked during COVID. That definitely makes sense. I was by myself. I mean, I had a few friends here and there visit, but I know I, I heard a lot of stories about people really having problems in their marriage and with their because if nothing else, though, that that shows us how important, you know, obviously we love our families and it's important, but we need time for just us. Yeah. Because if you have to be around, there's people <laughs> I love dearly. And if I had to be 
in a house with them for months on end with no break. Jesus, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm, I, I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it showed that some people had a lot of really good resilience, didn't it? That they were able to stay in those uh, positions and work through them. And look, I guess there is also that some people who were in relationships who were going through a hard time might have actually be, had time to actually work things through and come to a better place. There are the horror stories of more domestic violence, more um, molestation of children, stuff like that. And and we, not that we should expect that, but it's horrific to think that in a time when the whole world is shutting down, people are taking advantage of those situations. But, yeah, as you say, back on a positive note, there are a lot of people who found themselves, found that they liked different things. There was a lot of people who quit jobs and started new things. And for you, you started your business after it because you had time to sit and think about it. And as I say, with our business here, it was a great time for us. It was stressful coming into work, wondering if you're going to catch COVID, all these sort of things. But our business still boomed during that time. So did the podcast. And I think that's because there were so many people sitting at home looking for something to do, to watch, to listen to. And also because I'm mental health, I think there would be people sitting at home going, oh, I feel a bit depressed. I feel anxious. Um, maybe I've got a mental health issue. So to hear stories uh, from around the world of different people who are working through the same situations, it can be a positive thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know some of that. I mean, I did have a lot of positive from it, but I did feel stir crazy. And it was it was interesting to start looking at I'd never heard of a, a mental health podcast, for instance, like I, I knew that they existed, but I'd never listened to anything that had to do strictly with mental health. And I, I was I was able to discover it also kind of. I was really kind of lost faith in social media for a while. I, for my regular job, I have to do a great deal of posting and it, it burns you out. And I appreciate and love my job so much, but I didn't realize there was this whole other side of social media with people like yourself that are doing these <laughs> awesome things and really connecting with people. I just never seen that side. I mean, I've seen my family and friends posting and that's beautiful. And I would love, you know, I love to see their kids growing up and their new jobs, but you know, other than that, like as far as meeting strangers, usually when I met strangers on the internet, they were trying to sell me something or, you know, it was never. Then I see people like you and I'm like, this is awesome. I've, I've met people from all over the world that are just kind hearted people that are trying to push some good out. And that's it. It really gave social media a, a completely different meaning for me and in a very positive way. Well, look, I'm the same as you because in uh, when we first started the podcast, I had a few people booked and um, when lockdown happened, some didn't want to do Zoom, but then I got on Instagram and started posting on there and it grew really quickly. And I think it was just because I was putting so many positive updates out every day. People all around the world are sitting at home going, what am I going to do? They want to just see something happy. You know, so they flick through. See, at that stage, I was doing 10 updates a day. It was crazy. My brain was frying because I was trying to get so many out. But now I've slowed right down and I've still got quite a big following. And now I do the lives on a Wednesday and I interact with different specialists, different people who have been through different things, anxiety, uh, stress. And, and they're really good, too, because people 
come on and listen and they can interact so they can comment and send uh, messages. And I found those really interesting. And it's also, it's sort of a bit more exciting because you're sitting on the edge of your seat, like, oh, what are we going to talk about next? Where's this going to go to? And people, all the comments are coming up and you've got to be sort of, you've got to be in it and know what you're talking about if you're going to talk about a particular subject. Like you couldn't just go on and go, I'm going to talk about, I don't know, uh, physics because I don't understand it. But if you know what you're talking about, you can just get on and just ramble on. And, you know, most of those last for about an hour and they're fun and people interact. And we get comments from people saying, well, there's one person that sent a comment uh, after I'd done the live and said, look, Daniel, I hadn't realised how much I can get out of my life. I've been seeing a psychologist for two years and I just go there and we chat and we don't really get anywhere and then I go home. She said, but by listening to your lives and your podcasts, I've started to realise that I need to find a different psychologist who can actually help me set some goals and help me get out of this funk I'm in, you know, and I've met so many people now through Instagram, through the podcast, who I've become friends with because we just talk weekly about different bits and pieces. They come back on lives. You know, it's amazing. And if we hadn't had COVID, I probably would have never even picked up Instagram because I'm not one for social media. At nighttime, I might flick through Facebook for 20 minutes before I go to bed. That's it. But with Instagram, all these new people came out and it was so good to make all these new friends around the world. Yeah, it's, it really is in, incredible, the connections that we, we can make. And, you know, I, to touch on, you, you talked about your friend saying, I need to find another psychologist. Look, just like any other profession, there are people that are, are good at it or good for you or might just be good at it for somebody else or might just not be that good at it. Yeah. And I, I've been to a couple therapists that I felt like that. I'm like, am, am I paying you to be my friend because I need to attack some of this stuff. Yeah. I've got some bad stuff in my head. And it's it's absolutely crucial that if you don't feel like you're you're making progress in therapy, that you find that there's a lot of therapists that are, are amazing for some people and not so good for you. You got to find the right fit, just like with everything else. Look, you're so right there because yeah, one therapist could fit 10 people, but not you, you know, and you have to have that gelling where they're able to listen to what you're saying and say, hold on a sec, look, you said this, this, and this, and those things aren't working for you. I mean, one of my friends who's a psychologist, if I say, look, can I talk to you um, about a problem? She'll go, yeah. And I'll start telling her and she'll go, well, that's problem. That's a problem. And what I like about it is she's straight to the point because other psychologists will just go, oh, tell me more about that. Or what, what, what about if we add this? And it's like, you know, I don't want to do a documentary with you. I just want to get a solution. Right. That, that's that's the, the word that was just going through my mind is solution. And that's, that's why, well, if you look at the top of the Mind Muscle Pro page, it says mental health awareness, mental health solutions, because frankly, I have a, a we'll call it a sob story. Every person has some sort of, you know, awful thing that they've been through, every person in the world that no one else can fathom. And I, I talk about that kind of stuff in detail I have on some podcasts, but honestly, what, what I'm really interested in is, is helping people find something that, that works for them. And, it, you know, so sometimes telling our story does, does help because, you know, people want to feel like there's somebody relatable that they can, they can connect yeah. with. And it's helped me when I've met people online. But at the end of the day, 
the goal of our project is we want you to, to feel better. I, I found a way to feel better and we want you to find a way to feel better. And, and that's, it's the same with everything in life is that I'm a progressive thinker. I want to, I want to find solutions to problems with, with everything, man. We have so many people that I have buddies that I love dearly and are very educated that will sit and talk your ear off about everything that's wrong in the world. Let's talk about what we can do to fix it. Even a small part of what we can do to yeah. fix it. Cause if I want to hear problems, I'll just go turn the news on. Like if I want to hear people saying, Oh God, we got this over here and this over here. I, I just, it's not the way my brain works. And it's, it's really cool. I, I have to touch on this too, that you said that the, the person uh, realized they needed to do more with their life. Through, and that's, that's the beautiful thing about these things is that, even if you, you know, one person here and there, you touch their life in a way that changes the course of it. I've had so many people like yourself that I'm, I'm just listening and I'm like, you know what? It directs my thinking in a, in a different way, in a positive way. And I love that. I love that about meeting, meeting so many people. You know, I, I talk to my therapist about this as well is that I've, I've, I have amazing friends. I love my friends, but for a lot of my life, I, I felt like I, I wasn't around, not, not that I won't always be around my friends and love them, but that I wasn't with the right people, you know, for my passions and the things I, and with this, this project, I have so many people, some people call it finding your tribe. And I like that, that yeah. term. And I feel like I'm finding my tribe when, when I meet people like yourself and other people that are doing things to push some good into the world. It's awesome. You're doing what I'm doing, which is as you're going along, setting up your project, doing Mind Muscle Pro, you're learning as you're going. And that's what I think is the most important thing. Because I say to people all the time, I learn so much about me from talking to people like you. Because every time I come off of a podcast or a live, I go, oh, actually, I just learned about that. Or I just, they just said this, and that's actually really important. Or I like the way they do that. You know, so we're continuously learning. And if we're continuously learning, we can only ever be a better version of ourselves. Whereas a lot of people I think are quite happy to be who they are and do their job. And, and that's totally fine. But if you ever find that you're in a funk, there are so many options out there now on the internet, on all these different social media things, and you don't have to be a participant in them. You can just watch what's going on. And that's what I like about Instagram is I can do a daily post, which is positive. I can do live posts and people can watch that. They don't have to interact with it, but they might get a bit of knowledge out of it. And I said to someone about four or five years ago, look, my idea of a great world is that if I pass on one grain of sand of knowledge to someone and then they use it and then pass it on to someone else and it keeps getting passed on, I guess it's like the butterfly effect, the ripple effect. If we make one change, small mm -hmm. change in someone, and then that goes on to other people, then we've created a great change. And I'm not here to go, I'm going to change the whole planet. We're all going to be amazing and I'm going to lead you all to whatever. But you know what I mean? If we can all say positive things and interact with people in a positive way that shows them or encourages them to be a better version of themselves, then what a great day. If we do that every day, one person, one little bit of information, and they might not ever tell you, oh, Dan, you know that thing, or, oh, Nicholas, you said this to me the other day or three months ago, and now it's changed my life. But if we just talk to people, we'll see those changes. 
And I think the best part is, is to not go, well, I created that change in that person because we're just doing it naturally. It's not a chore. It's what we love. It's what we're passionate about. And once we start talking to people in a free way, I got told by someone about 10 years ago when I finished doing my diploma in counselling, oh, you should charge for everything you say. And I go, look, if they want to come and sit and chat with me for an hour, I charge them. If they want to ask me a question and I can help them work through it themselves without me saying, here's your answer, then that's fine. Because I don't learn knowledge to then just hold it all in a box and go, well, it's all mine and you can only have it if you pay for it. No one benefits from that. And we all want to benefit. We all want a better life. Yes, absolutely. You hit on it perfectly as well as when I started this project, my goal was to help people. And it's like you just said, it's been therapeutic for me and helped me so much. And I've been able to grow and learn from it. And it's, it's like, it's become therapy. Like, you know, when the, the cool thing about people that, that are willing to be transparent and talk is that it, it, it brings our walls down and we feel more comfortable being transparent and people have done that for me. And now I've been able to do that for a few others too, where I just did a podcast with a young guy. Um, he's in the UK, 21 years old, awesome soul, just a sweet person. And he was able to tell me some of his story. And it was because you're comfortable when somebody like people, people feel okay talking about what's going on in their world. If you show them that you're okay talking about what's going on in yours, it's, it's amazing. And honestly, man, you, you are changing the world. Even if it is in a tiny, tiny little portion, that ripple effect is incredible. It's, it's changing one person's world, even in a, in the slightest way is the, the after effect is in, insanely incredible. It's, it's incredible. I've watched it through my own life. When I think about people in my life that have affected me in positive ways and how much, how much I appreciate it and how much it's done for me, I think about if I could just do a little bit of that for somebody, then I'm, I'm living my life right and I'm living it with purpose and I'm living it the way that my heart and soul push me towards. Like this, you briefly said that this isn't like a choice and it's not. I tell people that all the time. I'm not hemorrhaging money to make videos with people doing yoga and lifting weights because it's any kind of choice. It's my passion and I don't it is so fulfilling that I, I could care less if I never make a cent from it. I just, I love being part of this community. Uh, I remember a while back, someone said to me, millionaires know how to make money, but then people who do passionate things for a social cause, the money will come their way. Because when you put out what you want to do and the way you do it, other people will see that and you'll get a network of people around you who will support you, who will offer you more work. Um, And gradually your passion is something that does make you money. And I'm not talking millions, you know, you know, I make enough money to live week to week. That's good. I don't need to make any more. I'm happy with what I do. But when we put it out in a social way and we're helping other people, then things do come back to you. I guess millionaires who are big CEOs of big businesses, there's got to be some cutthroat to them to be able to just go, well, I'll get rid of these people because I need to make more money over here and I'll put those people out. 
But when you do something that's passionate, you don't have to think about it because it's what's in your head, it's what's in your body, it's your whole, it's your whole self because it is just you. That's what you're putting forward. And, you know, I've had some people say to me, oh, you go on and on about your fibromyalgia and you go on about that. And I go, look, if you don't want to listen, don't listen. I'm, I'm just relaying and responding to a question that someone said about themselves and I'm saying, look, this is what I've had. And so, you know, and that's how we all learn and grow. I've had loads of men come forward and say to me, I've got fibromyalgia. I've always been so embarrassed to talk about it because everyone says it's a women's disease. And I go, I felt exactly the same as you when I first was told I had it. Men don't get it. Now I find all these men do get it. I had a guy on, uh, not last year, the year before, who talked about male anorexia. Brilliant. So many women came forward and said, it's so good to hear about a man talking about his anorexia. And as I said at the time, the person listening to that podcast might not, it might not resonate with them, but they might go, actually, my sister's son has been getting a bit skinny. Maybe he should listen to this podcast, you know, and that's the great thing. Share the podcast around, talk to people about the issues that are in it. And it's a way of you not having to actually go forward and saying, do you have anorexia? You just go, oh, look, I was listening to this podcast about anorexia. Have you heard, have you heard it? So, when we touch on all these different topics that don't get a lot of mainstream media, it actually helps other people come forward and go to a doctor. I might never hear from them. They might go and see a doctor, a specialist, but it helps them doing whatever they need to do. And that's a great thing because the conversation got started and otherwise you wouldn't hear about it. I've never heard about male anorexia on mainstream news. I've heard a lot about female anorexia. I certainly haven't. Yeah. And, you know, I also did one on... um, child predators. And, you know, it wasn't a big rating success. Part of me thinks a lot of people don't want to even think about that. But then other people wrote Mm -hmm. to me and said, it's so good you highlighted this because it's going on every day and no one talks about it. And I go, well, look, I didn't care if I had people listen or not. It was an important one to do because uh, parents, families need to be aware of those little tiny things that you think are so innocent that someone out there is going and using that photo for. You know, so if we highlight these issues, it then helps other people go, actually, look, I might come off social media or I might not share photos of my five-year-old son or daughter because, you know, I I don't know where they're actually going. That's the great thing about uh, podcasts. We can talk about what we want. We can let people know that these things go on. And that's that's, that's why it's, it's so important to talk about things that, you know, that sort of thing is so uncomfortable for people, but it's also very important to be heard. And the right people will hear it as well. There's a lot of people that I'm, I've been close to for years that don't listen to the podcast I'm on because it's uncomfortable for them to think about suicide and depression. And, hey, look, I, I get it, but the right people that need to hear that message will. And that's just this is how the universe works. And I agree, too, with what you said in regards to money. It's like I, I believe that if you if you live true to yourself and you're genuine, then then that takes care of itself on, on, on some level. And it has for me on, on some some level with this project no matter what, we always get it done. And it's not, and it, we're new, but it's, it is money that I've hemorrhaged, but I've had that money to hemorrhage. I don't, I don't mind doing it. It's like, you know, some people want to use their money for a new car. I got a Honda Civic. I love it. I don't care about a new car. <laughs> I want to do some fun stuff. You have such a great energy 
I can feel that you're a genuine person and you're just pushing good into the world. And I love that. I'll be honest with you. There's a few people that have asked me to do their podcasts. I would never name them. And, you know, I, I wish them the best, but I could tell they were so ego driven, man. It was just like, it had nothing to do with, you know, one person really wanted to know details about my suicide attempts. And I'm, I'm like, you know, listen, I'll, I'll talk a little about that, but I, I want to talk about my struggle and the solutions and not, not just the details of, you know, some things that when I look at, you know, in the rear view, they're pretty horrific. Like I, I don't, and she's like, yeah, but more people will listen if you, and I'm like, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just, it's cool to connect with people that I can, I can feel their energy. And I, I immediately, when I started watching or listening to you, I could tell that you were one of those people. And I've met so many of those. And I've just, I, I have met a few on the other side that I just, I'm like, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's bad for me to say. No, 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 it's not. And look, when I saw your Instagram stuff and started following you and starting seeing updates, yes, you are a suicide survivor. You've attempted suicide. You've had that bad time in your life. You, you've had depression. You've had anxiety. We could focus on that for an hour. Where did we go from there? We can focus on how terrible it was because it would have been an absolutely awful position you were in an awful mindset you're in, how your mental health was at that time. But we also have to work on some solutions or new ways of thinking that can help those people who are thinking in that way to see that there's light at the end of the tunnel, that there are other things, that that doesn't have to be your answer. There are so many more variables in that black and white world you're living in. Um, there's a million shades of grey between white and black, and you can pick another one. You don't have to go for the black one and go, this is it, I need to end it. You're a perfect example of where you've come from to where you've gone. And I'm not saying it was an easy journey, but your journey is a positive, passionate and encouraging way for people to listen to this, listen to you, follow you and go, actually, this guy might have changed the way I'm thinking about suicide. Yeah, I don't... I, my life is, is amazing and my life isn't a sob story. Everybody struggles, everybody. I want people to look at my journey as a triumph and see themselves in that, whether it, you know, not just through exercise, but like you said, it could be through so many different things. It could be picking up a paintbrush or, or strumming on a guitar or going for walks or hiking or whatever it may be. And it, it's exactly what you were talking about with your friend who keeps going to the psychologist and not getting anywhere. That's exactly the same as if we talked about, oh, what Nick went through and poor Nick for an hour. What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, I, I've had plenty of pity on myself for years and it never did me any good. I don't, I don't have any, any desire for... For that, The only reason I talk about my story a little bit is because if it's relatable to somebody, maybe they'll, they'll see that there, there's a light for them as well. But I, I'm, I'm, I just I like the way you do things, man. You're awesome. And, and look, also what you just said there, you talk a little bit about it. And that's good because it, it is a starting block for people who might have minor depression, who might just be having a really shit day, you know, no depression, just oh, I really hate my fucking life. Um, and then they come across something yeah. like you where you've gone, well, I attempted suicide. This, that was then. This is now. 
This is how long my journey was. I'm not saying it was an easy journey, but I've got to hear. And then people go, well, actually, if that guy can do that and he was feeling that bad and he's now here, then surely my day isn't that bad and surely I can try some, go for a walk or, you know, do something different to divert my attention away from I'm having a shit day. Because, look, believe me, everybody, I have shit days. I have really bad days where I think, oh, my God, I feel so awful. But then the next day might be better or two days later or a week later because if we don't have those days where we feel a bit down, we never have happy days because we can't be happy every day of our lives. And anyone who tells you that is lying. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, that's the, I've talked about this with a lot of people lately, is that we need to be okay with the fact that we're not going to be happy all the time. And if humans go through, we actually talked about this, me and the, the kid from the UK, is that we have different emotions. We, we're going to have times where we're sad, we're angry, and that's okay, too. Well, obviously, our aim is happy, but it's not the end of the world if you're, you know, feeling sad. You know, it's, it's something that you should, you know, let yourself feel and work through. Now, if you're feeling sad all the time yeah. and, and depression is occurring, then you need to take some action. But, you know, that's, you know, just how it is. Yeah, it is. And, and look, you know, happiness is, well, people who sell you those books that tell you you're going to be happy all the time, you might read it and think you're going to be happy all the time. You're not. I, I work in a great job. I love my job. I love podcasting. I love my whole life. However, I still have down days. I still have days where I don't want to get out of bed. I have days where I just want to lay on the couch and watch TV all day, you know, and that's just life. We can't be up 100% 24 hours a day because otherwise what have we got to look forward to for happiness? Everything's happy. I don't know. Other people might tell you that you can be happy every day of the week, but, I mean, I'd like them to uh, send me a video of them every day of the week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Tell me the secret. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you need a sad day, though. I like some. Sometimes I enjoy just kind of being like, ah, I don't want to do anything, and laying in bed and watching some some trash. And rarely, I'm a crazy person. I'm kind of always moving, but sometimes I'm just like, that's what my body's telling me. I'm going to be grumpy, and I'm going to watch something that's brainless on television. Yeah, for hours <laughs> and eat ice cream. It's awesome. <laughs> But do you want to go over your project a little bit before we end? Um, I mean, I, I think, I think I've, I've kind of established what it is. That, I will say this, though. When I was younger, I can't speak for mental health where you're at. I can only speak from, from my experience in the United States. I don't feel like we do nearly enough for people that are struggling with mental illness here. And... I wasn't given many options when I was younger and I was in bad shape and I had multiple suicide attempts because of that. What, what this project really is about is, is about trying to give somebody something that I didn't have when I was younger, which is more options than just try this pill, try these pills, try this, talk to a therapist. When I was 16 and they were asking me to talk to a therapist, it, therapy can be great for some people. Me as a 16-year-old guy, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I wanted to lay around and listen to, to Nirvana and smoke weed and feel bad about myself. That's, that's where it was. And literally, 
existing like that for years and years. And then somebody just saying, hey, come to the gym with me and get moving. That's all it took. And, yeah. and that's, that's what this project is. We're, we're trying to get people moving and trying other things because for some people, for myself, that's what I needed. I didn't need more medication. I didn't need more therapy. Therapy is great, by the way. I've been going to a therapist for the last few months and it's been amazing. Yeah. But what I needed was, was something that moved my body and my mind. And once you find that, it's, it's a beautiful, fantastic thing. And I'm forever grateful that, that I was able to find it. And I hope I can help some other people do that as well. And look, you're 100% right. A friend of mine in the UK who's a therapist said that during lockdown, you were allowed to go out to walk with another person. So he did all his therapy walking oh, and cool. he said it was great. He'd have like five or six clients a day. And he said, and it was men and men usually don't want to sit in a room with another man and just sit there going, my life is. And he said, what he found was walking. These guys really opened up and you could walk and chat. And he said, the only thing he found is by the end of the day and the end of the week, he was exhausted because he'd spent six hours <laughs> walking every day. <laughs> but it was good to see that people were looking for an alternative to just sitting in a small room quietly and then someone asking you lots of questions. Because I know I would find it hard if I was sitting in a room with a therapist that I didn't know and they're saying to me, so what's wrong in your life? Well, I could tell you all the things that are wrong. There are some good things. And do you know what? 90% of people in those first two or three visits to a therapist will tell them all the good things in their life because they don't actually want to share because they don't know the person. You know, And some people will go to therapy and keep that mask on the whole time and the therapist will be thinking, well, why are you here? Your life is amazing. But they just don't really want to talk about it you know it's like some of those other issues we were talking about earlier people don't want to go there in their heads and admit that this is what's wrong with me or this is how I feel or I feel really shit and I don't want to get out of bed in the morning you know telling someone that you've got to be very open and very brave and very open to just discussing everything absolutely so what you're doing is really good well, hopefully, hopefully it, it's helping a few people. We're we're a work in progress, but we've we have have some new people that are helping us now, and I think we're really going to be able to establish a, a more definitive. You know, we're gonna do we're gonna do a bunch of fun stuff coming up. We've got we've got some some amazing people coming on. I'm super excited. You're lucky how big Zoom has exploded because you can now do uh, things with people all over the world. Yeah, well, this, this is a perfect example. It's like, we don't have too many. We have a lot of women that do like mental health podcasts here. But honestly, there's not that many men that do it. I mean, it's still, it's this, right. yeah, I just put a video on my Instagram about that. I was driving and I, yeah, it's, it's such a sign of weakness. And I know it is on some level in, in a lot of different places, but here it's like, strong men don't talk about their feelings. And I'm like, uh, I know some really strong men that are going to be on my show and they, they talk about their feelings and they're absolutely strong people inside and out. They're, they're amazing yeah. people. So it's, we're, we're trying to knock out some of that stigma too. And some of that, and again, I'm speaking for here. We've been really conditioned to believe that men should be holding things together and holding it, you know, holding their emotion in. And that creates terrible problems. 
if you ever hold things in in any situation in a relationship you you let that boil over it'll it'll destroy that relationship and it's the same with your mental health if yeah. you hold that in it will absolutely destroy you it it nearly killed me yeah now i talk about everything and i'm pretty damn happy man it's yeah it just is releasing, releasing everything. It's, it's awesome. And look, I, you're, you're so right because I think a lot of men don't understand that by letting that emotion out. I remember um, uh, someone I knew years ago, his mother had just died and he didn't talk about it for like five or six days. And eventually his wife convinced him to go and see a counsellor. He said, and for that whole hour, all he did was cry his eyes out. And he came home, he was exhausted, he went to sleep. The next day he felt a bit better. He went back to the counsellor the next week, spent the hour crying again. He said, and Dan, I didn't realise how much better I felt. And I was holding on to other things in my life that were all just coming out over the death of my mum. But I just felt like, oh, I can't talk to people about this. I can't say how I feel. So, you know, we do have a lot of emotion that we store up and that emotion can cause illness, mental health issues. And yeah, for men to talk, it's an amazing thing because no one should feel ashamed about what's happening in their life. And you should be able to go to a therapist, go to your friend and just say, look, I just want to talk to you about this because we've all got one friend we know that won't spread it around to everybody else. So go to that person and just say, I'm having a really shit week at the moment. This happened or this happened a year ago and I just need to talk to someone about it. Get it out. You'll feel better. They'll feel good that you've actually opened up and spoken to them. Listen to this podcast. Go to Mind Muscle Pro. There is so much out there now that people can just hook onto and have a listen, have a watch, and um, then decide if you need to see a therapist or if you need to try something else. But don't just hold it all in. Don't just feel like your life is the way it is and that's the way it's always going to be because learning to work with your emotions, learning to let your emotions out will give you a lot better sense of who you are because you'll no longer be putting on that brave mask of everything's fine, nothing's wrong. Because as you said, it does come out. It comes out in violence. It comes out in anger. It comes out in alcohol, in drugs, because people look for a way of subduing that emotion that's coming up. And once you start subduing it, it doesn't actually go away. It just gets worse and worse. Or if you do drugs or alcohol, it just sits there until you decide I'm not going to do those drugs or alcohol anymore. That could be five years away. And then you stop and then all of a sudden you're all emotional because you've just held it all in. Absolutely. We, we numb a lot of things and we push things to the, the backs of our minds and we hide them from ourselves. And that's why I started going to therapy for the first time in 20 years. After I started this project, a lot of things surfaced that I thought I had processed and addressed, but I hadn't. I was talking about things that I hadn't in a very long time in a very public way. And all of a sudden I had some anger. I had some deep sadness. And I'm like, what's going on here? And it, it's things that I had to work through that I never did. I, I numbed or I tried to forget about. And it's, you know, it's, it's something that we, we all owe to ourselves is to, to cleanse ourselves and to feel good about who we are. And the only way to do that is to be open and honest. There's no other way to do it. You could numb it away your whole life and wake up with, you know, on your deathbed with terrible regret. Yeah. Or you can be tough and face it and see all the beauty that's in this life. And that's, you know, 
hopefully more people find that. I feel unbelievably lucky that I've found that. That's what I liked about you. That's why I wanted to have you on because I think guys that go to your page and see you and see that you're a gym person and that you look after your body and that you still have this outlook of helping people and talking about your mental health issues, you know, and then they can listen to your podcast, they can talk to you, and, and, and it's a different person that they might not have gone to before. Yeah, and that's that's the cool thing about all the different we, – we have a lot of people coming up that are – we have guys that are in a motorcycle gang that are tough guys, like – Super, super nice guys, but there's all these different faces with, with, you know, internal struggle that we don't, we don't associate with it necessarily. Like if, if I saw somebody that was in the gym lifting weights and, you know, the the bodybuilder guys I work out with, I would never, you know, well, I would, because I've been through some weird, but most people would be like, this guy is not somebody that that would be open about his feelings, but when they are, then again, the transparency comes in and it brings down walls for everybody else, yeah. especially people that, that he's relatable to. Yeah. Somebody else might be like, that bodybuilder guy looks like me and he's saying that he had a lot of problems with depression. And now I feel okay about talking about mine because I look up to this dude or that guy that plays for that band has struggled. And that's what I do. That's what I want to do. And he's okay talking about it. So that's, it makes you feel better. Walls come down when we're transparent. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Look, um, I think we have to leave it there. Nicholas, uh, do you want to tell us what your handle is on Instagram and where people can find you? Yeah, it's, it's fairly simple. It's just at mind muscle pro altogether. Is that on Facebook as well? Yeah, we have a Facebook, man. All the, the, the Facebook uh, business pages don't don't seem to do. I, I'm not great at promoting that. You, you know, I put a lot of stuff on my my personal Facebook, too, which is just Nicholas Murray and uh, Nicholas Murray on Facebook or Mind Muscle Pro on Facebook and on Instagram at Mind Muscle Pro. I agree with you 100 percent because I focus more on Instagram than uh Facebook and Facebook usually just gets the copy of what's going out on uh, on Instagram posted to Facebook because Instagram's where I found my audience. So Facebook is is, is for personal. It's it mostly like I don't know too many people that use it for podcasts or business that really get. One of my best friends the other day said, "I didn't know my muscle pro had a Facebook." I go, "What are you talking about, man? <laughs> go on there and follow it. I've got like three followers." or like it or whatever it is. (laughs) Man, it's been great. I really appreciate you having me, man. Uh, You're going to have to come to America and do an episode with us now, man. We'll get you doing some goat yoga or something, man. We got some cool stuff going on down here. Goat yoga. Yeah, yeah. Go go watch my last episode on my Instagram. It's uh, pretty strange, but it's a really cool way to find some happiness. Check it out. All right. Cool. Look, I mean, it's been fascinating speaking to you. I really enjoyed it. We've covered loads of different topics and, you know, you have come a long way and it's amazing to hear your story. Um, And look, we didn't need to go back into what other people wanted you to talk about because we've seen your journey from there to there. And it's amazing. It's incredible. You're positive. It's really good to see that people out there are so positive and helping other people and, you know, that's what we all need to do. And, and the, light, the world would be a lot happier place if we're all helping each other. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was absolutely brilliant. We'll speak again soon. Let's do that. Well, that was another episode of Life Changes You. If you want to contact us, we're available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we also have a website, lifechangesyou.com.au. So until next time, take care of each other, and thanks for listening.